Welcome to Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast. Your weekly opportunity to tune in and listen to the best review team online, taking time out to chat with you and each other about everything lingerie. Our incredible team have reviewed over 7,000 reviews so they know what they're talking about. Every week is different, from chatting about their favorite brands of hosiery to educating you about playing safe when delving into the world of kinkwear for the first time. So for open and frank talk on all topics surrounding the world of lingerie, you're in the right place. Enjoy today's episode. Hello everyone, Uh, my name is Dolly and I'm here doing a podcast for Lingerie Lowdown. So you lucky people get one podcast from me every month. I start out with a topic and then I tend to go off topic because that is the joy of podcasts. So if you've got half an hour or so to have a listen, then sit down, have a cup of tea and listen to me ramble. So my ponderings today, guys, are all about men's underwear. I've spoken a lot about women's underwear From everything from bras to stockings versus hold-ups to how to wash your lingerie to fishnets to layering nylons to special underwear sets to everything. Throughout my podcasts and my reviews, I have covered pretty much every aspect of women's underwear. But something that I haven't had a little waffle on about is men's underwear. Now, the reason that I haven't spoken much about men's underwear is because it's very limiting And it's a little bit boring, isn't it, guys? I think men and women can admit it is quite uninspiring. So in this podcast, I'm going to first go over a brief history of men's underwear. And then I'm going to give you some hints and tips, places to buy underwear, what's out there. Perhaps you want to break up from the norm. And um, of course, it's one of my podcasts. So there's going to be lots of going off topic, lots of laughs and lots of fun for all. So shall we start with a brief history of men's underwear? Also, please note the pun in brief history of men's underwear because men can wear briefs too. So every time I say brief in this, please know there's a pun fully intended. Always puns are intended with me. Right, so let us begin the history of men's underwear. When did man first cover his most private parts? It all began approximately 7,000 years ago. So for 7,000 years, men have been covering their Ujima flips. So we started with the loincloth. Prehistoric men took a long strip of fabric, passed it between their legs and fastened it round the waist to create something that looked rather fetchingly like a nappy. Um, yes, very true. So I like loincloths. I think Tarzan. But I do, I do see the fact that they're probably not very practical for nowadays. You wouldn't be able to wear a loincloth under a suit, would you? Uh, So then came the bray, which is spelled B-R-A-I-E. These loose-fitting trousers tied at the waist and the thigh, or mid-calf, depending on the length. They came into vogue in the Middle Ages. So these are like pantaloons, I would call them. So, um, yeah, you know, the closest thing I could think of, like, apple catchers, what your granny used to wear. Um, Yeah, big bloomers for men. And they've got drawstrings round the knees, or, you know, the bottom of the 
shorts and drawstring around the waist. They are massive though, absolutely huge and don't look like they're giving you much support. Now I am a lady, um, I identify as a lady and I look like a lady, so I'm not going to pretend that I know what kind of support a man's pieces need but I don't think that those big the bray pants were doing very much. So next, coming through history now, by the 16th century, we're on to the cod piece. Such a good word, isn't it? Fun fact, I did tell you that I'd go off topic. My great auntie used to make cod pieces for a living. That's all she did. She made cod pieces for the Royal Ballet. And uh, she was a bit senile, but she used to boast that she made uh, cod pieces for Wayne Sleep and... Um, uh, Rudolph, whatever his name was. So yeah, that was her job. She wanted to be a fashion designer and she basically lived in Birmingham and spent 45 years sewing cod pieces. Anyway, I told you I was going to go off topic. The invention of the cod piece, a covering flap with buttons, snaps or laces to allow for easy access, meant men could do their business without taking off their braids. I hope I'm saying that right. By the 16th century, the codpiece was also a fashion statement. It was often padded, plumed or brightly coloured. So yeah, you could wear that like over or under your big, um, your big bray panties. <laughs> I find them quite funny. So on to the union suit. This looks like um, what do you know, it's a onesie to me. Before boxes or briefs, men wore tight-fitting flannel drawers or head-to-toe union suits with button-up fronts and rear flaps known as access hatches, drop seats or fireman's flaps. Oh, I'm loving this. <laughs> I'm going to read that bit again. Known as access hatches, drop seats or fireman's flaps. I'm getting a lot of sort of homoerotic um, images in my head from that, which is absolutely fine with me. Also, I think things that undo at the back, like these big union suits did, the um, rear flap, they remind me of either, like, the village people or babies. You know, like, when I think of a, unbuttoning the back of something, I think of either, like, we're going to a big gay party and I, I want in, I'm not going to lie, guys, uh, or I think of a baby grow, but that's just me personally. So we're coming, uh, coming down the... Down the list now, we're at the boxer. There's a great advert here for Fruit of the Loom underwear boxers, and they are 49 cents a pair. Don't know when that advert's from, but that's brilliant. Guaranteed underwear. More men wear Fruit of the Loom underwear than any other brand. That's what the advert says, and they're 49 cents. So it's sort of black and white picture. It's giving me World War II vibes. Boxer shorts were initially exactly that, shorts for boxers. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I've never made that association. Wow. Well, don't worry, guys. What I lack for in brain power and make up for in puns. They didn't gain popularity against non-pugilists until after World War Two. Yeah, I was the baggy boxers like that, the big cotton ones. You always think, aren't you just flopping around in there? You can get stuck to your leg. Again, not that I would know or pretend to know. Next up, we have the Y-front. Inspired by bathing suits spotted in the French Riviera, hosiery designer Arthur Nabler was the first to introduce these legless, snug-fitting undies. Um, yeah, I, when I see Y-fronts, I think of little boys. That sounded really weird. Please don't take this out of context. But yes, um, I think children's underwear is like Y-fronts, but I wouldn't be... I don't think I'd be turned on by a man 
eating pair of wife fronts or budgie smugglers, but I don't know. Uh, next up, the boxer brief. These are what I know. I think so. I'm 29, and I think most guys my age go for a boxer brief rather than the big baggy boxer shorts. The 1990s sport the boxer brief. Also, I'm right. That is my age group. They offer protection from chafing during workouts and sports and are made with a moderate rise on the waist. I didn't even know men chafed. Wow. Learn something new every day. So, yeah, I think for me, what I find most attractive on a man is the boxer brief. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I can't be completely honest because I'd be lying if I ever said to you that I'd seen a man in real life wearing a codpiece that wasn't in a ballet because I haven't. There has been no... Uh, no steamy Saturday night where someone's wandered in my bedroom in a codpiece. I'm missing out, I feel. So there we have it, guys. Our brief, eh, eh, did it again, history of men's underwear. Next up, 11 interesting facts about men's underwear. For some reason, the genitals and everything related to them, such as underwear, are considered a taboo conversation topic in pretty much every major culture in the world. Because of this, you are not exposed to near the quota of fascinating underwear facts that you, as men and women, are entitled to. So here is a list of some of the most interesting facts from the wonderful world of men's underwear. The wonderful and probably slightly um, underrated world of men's underwear. The first men's underwear took the form of a leather loincloth. Oh, leather. Not sure that would be comfy, flapping around. Scientists have found evidence that they worn, were worn as far back as 7,000 years ago. In fact... Leather drawers then went out of fashion once people realised that immense sweat build-up from the non-porous leather Ugh, was no fun for the under-regions. Enough said. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, maybe too much information there. Maybe that's why we don't talk about underwear. So, yeah, leather went out of fashion for underwear about 7,000 years ago, which uh, makes sense to me. And you know what? I don't think it came back into fashion. Uh, the term going commando is used to reference wearing pants without underwear. It actually has a practical purpose for literally for literal military commandos. Okay, so I've always uh, wondered where that stay, saying came from. A friend of mine's in a band called Going Commando. Since soldiers tend to travel light when on duty, they are often caught in rainstorms. If the rain gets the underwear wet, the wet fabric will irritate and chafe against the skin it is touching. To avoid this, many soldiers in the field just go without underwear. I did not know that. I've learnt something new. Love it. So, on to our next fact. Briefs are significantly more popular than boxers. Studies show that 41% of men prefer to wear briefs. Listen to this. 27% of men wear boxers. Let your imagination take care of the other 32%. So we were left here with 32% of men, 41% prefer to wear briefs, 27% prefer boxers, the 32%, unless they're all going commando, we've got some leather loincloths, guys. So next time you're out and about, out of 100 people, up to 32 of them could potentially be wearing a leather loincloth under their clothes. I'm just saying, it's not impossible. So the next fact is that the invention of the thong was in response to public nudity. To be very precise, New York City's mayor, Florilo LaGuardia, wanted to address the issue of nude dancers across the city before the World's Fair was held there in 1939. Oh, 
I wish I was in New York in 1939 of all these nude dancers. To do so, his organisation created the thong. The dancers agreed to wear them because they could still show off their shapely bodies, but the male was satisfied because their genitals weren't exposed. Hmm, did not know that that was really a thing. The next fact, this doesn't really surprise me. Women spend 1,550% more than men on underwear every year. I reckon women spend 1,550% more than men on anything in a year. Uh, during their lifetimes, women are estimated to spend $31,000 on underwear, while men spend only $2,000 in their lifetime. This is mainly because men's underwear is cheaper. The lesson here, guys, is that you can splurge by spending a few more bucks for quality underwear. Your underwear spending will still be dwarfed by that of females. That's a little bit of toxic masculinity there, isn't it? Insinuating that if you spend too much on your underwear or take too much pride in it, you'll be, you know, less of a man. So, uh, yeah, if you want to go out and spend 31 grand in your lifetime on underwear, guys, you go for it. Trust me. Uh, no one's going to mind that. So, yeah, two grand in a lifetime compared to 31. But the thing is, men only wear one thing, don't they? They've got the briefs or the boxers. We've got bras and everything like that and tights and all sorts of things. Um, so, yeah, I'm not hugely surprised by that statistic. Disney World made their employees wear communal underwear up until 2001. You can Google that if you're sceptical. I'm going to leave that with you guys. Communal underwear. Christ, ugh. Married men change their underwear twice as much as single men. The reason for this likely has something to do with women being more particular about doing laundry, although it is fun to believe it has more cosmic significance. Do you know what? I do agree with that. I know for a fact that the person that I'm seeing changes his underwear before I come round. I also think men... Um, I don't know how to say this because I know it's a stereotype, but some men are a bit dirty and I think that they're more likely to wash themselves and clean their apartments, etc. if a female is coming round. And that's just a bit of a sweeping statement, I know. But, you know, it all does come down to sex. Well, a lot of it does. And I think a lot of men, the prospect of sex will make them do a lot of things and washing their willies or changing their pants is quite a small thing to do. So, uh, yeah, I can believe that um, completely, that married men change their underwear twice as much. Also, yeah, they are probably uh, more likely to be having their laundry done for them, aren't they? So instead of thinking, oh, can I get another wear out of this? I once knew a guy who said he used to sniff his underwear to see if there was, and that was in his words, another wear in it. Ugh, gross. can safely say he is single. <laughs> The colour of your underwear on New Year's Eve will help you determine how your life will play out over the next year, according to many cultures. Pink underwear translates to a successful year in terms of romance, for instance, and blue underwear corresponds to good health. Red underwear is for overall luck. So I have actually done a podcast recently. I'm not sure if it's been uh, released yet, so watch out for it if it hasn't. And that was about the psychology of colours. And I mentioned in that a lot of things. One, that in China, red is lucky. Um, and uh, also the connotations of colours. So yeah, pink underwear is meant to have connotations of romance and things like that. So I guess men think if they start the year in pink, oh, I could make a really rude pun there. But I'm just going to leave it because I'm better than that. If they start the year in pink, they will uh, be more likely to be um, lucky with the ladies. 
Enjoying the conversations today? Well, we wanted to take a short break to tell you more about our website. Are you looking to treat a loved one or yourself to some new lingerie or hosiery and don't know where to start? Let the most diverse team of presenters from across the globe introduce you to more than 500 brands as we publish new and exclusive reviews every day. In fact, we have over 7,000 reviews available online right now, and you can join us from only $9.99 a month. However, we want to treat you to something a little special for listening to our podcast today. Use the promo code PODCAST to get 10% off the purchase price. Best of all, there's no time limit with this code, so you can keep using it when you renew your membership. So after listening to the rest of the podcast, head on over to lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use the promo code podcast today. Thanks for listening. Now let's get back to the podcast. Here's a random fact. Thongs, we've gone off topic here because I'm just looking at random underwear facts now. Um, Thongs for young girls were released in 2002 by Abercrombie and Fitch. The skimpy undergarments toted suggestive phrases like wink wink and eye candy. For young girls, the public was not amused and the lil thongs, as they were called, L-I-L apostrophe, were soon discontinued. That is shocking. Come on, Abercrombie and Fitch. Like, who was in the marketing room when someone said, oh, do you know what, I've got a great idea. Thongs for children. Crikey. That is shocking. Okay, last fact. Um, on men's underwear, anti-fart underwear is finally upon us. Zorflex is a kind of activated carbon cloth that absorbs and kills undesirable microbes very quickly, aka stinky farts. Uh, it's being used by most companies to create underwear that completely masks the smell of even the most no- noxious farts. Zorflex drawers are even issued to British soldiers so they do not have to wash their underwear for months at a time. Unfortunately, it's very expensive, but it's probably the future of undergarments. Uh, so if you're in the army, your underwear's like soaking in all your farts and stuff. Grim. That is really gross. So there you go. 11 facts you thought you'd probably know about underwear. Hopefully this will uh, quench your thirst for men's underwear facts. So I'm going off topic again quickly. I want to mention the best pair of men's underwear that I ever bought because I have bought a lot of men's underwear over my time. And the best pair I ever bought was recently. I bought a pair and it had my face on them. So obviously it was a gift for someone. I bought a pair of boxer shorts that had uh, pictures of my face all over it. And they were from Amazon and they were twelve ninety nine. And I highly recommend them. I bought them as a joke present. But now they're the best pair of boxer shorts ever. You just send in your picture. Not necessarily of you. It could be of your dog or... um even like a football club or something like that. And yeah, they just print them all over the boxer shorts. And I thought it was very funny, very fun little stocking filler. So we have discussed the different types of men's underwear available. And apparently um, these are, well, it sort of dependent on your body. I didn't really know that there was this much going into men's fashion, but having had a, a little sweep of the internet, apparently there are body types for certain types of men's underwear. So, listen to this. Low-rise briefs are the most common pair of men's underwear, and they are universally liked. Men of all body types can wear low-rise briefs without risking a faux pas. They won't look too out of place on guys with bulging tummies or guys who are extremely skinny. 
low-rise briefs by popular brands including Jockey Haynes, Tommy Hilfinger, 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 and Wangigange. That sounds rude, doesn't it? Wangigange. Especially come in various colours, designs, and pouch sizes. I didn't even know that was a thing. I'm going to have to look up pouch sizes. Wow. Uh, that's a marketing ploy if ever I've heard one. What size pouch do you wear? Uh... Boxer shorts, apart from being the trendiest type of underwear for men of all ages, they're apparently a perfect way for any guy who has body image issues. This underwear will suit guys with a skinny frame as well as guys with a heavy frame. Boxer shorts will help men who find themselves embarrassed to strip down to their underwear in others, in front of others, be able to do so in a changing room or beach because they are quite modest. So I suppose they're not like, you know, they're not showing everything off, are they? They're not sort of squeezing it and showing all the details. Because that's something women don't have. You know, although we are, um, I think the public eye is on women a bit more for how they look. And there's certainly a lot more types of underwear and a lot more pressure on women to look good. But, um, yeah, there's nothing like that in the changing room. No one's ever going to think, oh, she's got a ugly vagina or she's got a big flap or something. Whereas in men, it is a bit, well, don't really need to go into detail, do I? But there's um, a lot of pressure on men, I think, a lot more than there is on women in that department. Boxer shorts are unlikely to suit guys with very skinny legs because the underwear may sag around the thigh area. That's true. I know this sounds rude, but there's nothing more unattractive than that to me. Um, guys who are also obese may potentially want to avoid embarrassing bulges in the wrong places, and boxer shorts cover a large part of the body. Trunks as underwear. Hmm. Apparently they're comfortable and provide a lot of support at the same time. They don't look like they're supplied a lot the support of a lot of uh, I'm gonna start that again. They don't look like they provide a lot of support, but apparently they do. They are great for guys who are active, travelling a lot, or always on the run. Unlike boxer briefs, jock straps and low-rise briefs, trunks don't look too shabby on men with larger bodies. Trunks will look good on men, including guys with slightly thin bodies who may be avoiding boxer brief for the fear of highlighting their skinny legs. Oh, that makes me feel sad. Because if you were reading the same stuff in a women's forum, it would all be about, yeah, we don't want to have fat legs. And now there's all these men out there worried their legs are too thin. Oh, poor guys. Jocks, also known as men's bikini underwear, are the type of underwear models are often pictured wearing on ramps and billboards. Yeah, that's true. They're always wearing these, aren't they? The budgie smuggler. A jock's design exposes more thigh and provides the bare minimum coverage. Ooh. It's like a normal brief at the back. Jocks were originally known to be an accessory for guys participating in sports or, or athletics to provide extra support. However, have become more popular over the years. Hmm. Um, leading to a common perception that only men with the best of bodies should be wearing them. I mean, I would say take all this with a pinch of salt, guys. I don't agree. Well, I mean, I can see, I can see what, what they're saying and why they're saying it. But it's like when it's for women and it says, oh, women over a certain size shouldn't wear this or shouldn't wear that. I mean, yeah, there's some truth in it. Perhaps one shape is better for you than the other. But realistically, life is too short. Wear what you want. Um, but yeah, that was quite interesting because I didn't really realise that uh, men's underwear was kind of styled towards a certain body type or image. Uh, so that's interesting to know. I was always under the impression that men don't really buy their own underwear. From like the men in my family and uh, in my personal life, it seems they just wait for Christmas and birthdays and they wear that till the end of time. 
Um, yeah, I know uh, underwear is meant to be a bit of a boring gift, but I kind of thought a lot of men appreciated it because it means they didn't have to spend their own money on it. And they probably, uh, I think when women buy men underwear, they like it because they think, oh, that's what you like, you know, and they want to like please their partner. Whereas when men buy women underwear, we think, oh my goodness, that's not even my size. Why did you buy that? No, we don't. I'm joking. I've been bought some lovely underwear over the years. So, yes, I was looking online at, because obviously I've only ever bought boxes uh, for partners and things like that. And they tend to be high street. I've never bought anything particularly special, except those with my face on, which are very special. Um, I was surprised to find that uh, some brands are very expensive. Like Tom Ford, they've got loads of pairs of pants and boxes for £95 a pair. £95 for one pair of boxes. Does it come with like some free orgasms or something? Because that seems insane. Uh, so I know a, a men's boxes do have more, and boxes and briefs, etc. Men's underwear tends to have more fabric to it than women's does. But 95 quid for one pair. Wow. Seems a lot to me. Apparently, on average, now these statistics I always say take with a pinch of salt because internet statistics are and will always be internet statistics, you know, lies, damn lies and statistics and all of that. But apparently uh, men's underpants can cost on average 28% more than women's knickers. I would tend to agree with that. Um, but women's shampoo can be as much as 48% more expensive than a similar product for men. Now, I think part of that is because women are going to pay it. Um, I think... Yeah, the retailer there thinks, oh, who's going to spend more? And um, although men's underwear is, they said, 28% more expensive, they kind of know that men are going to wear it for longer. They're not going to be um, changing it with the fashions. They're probably going to wear it till it's threadbare, if they're like any of the men I know. And if you compare a pair of ladies' knickers to a pair of boxers, there is a lot more fabric in the boxers and a lot more work, I think, and like structural um yeah work gone into them and support like bras tend to be very expensive but that's because they the work gone into them you can't really cut corners and i think maybe the same with briefs they just need to be slightly uh, better made than knickers do so i've used uh fruit of the loom as a brand to compare this because fruit of the loom are a big brand known for their underwear they're kind of universal uh, so a seven pack fruit of the loom ladies briefs in a size medium is 14.99 a seven pack fruit of the loom men's underpants in a size medium is nineteen eighteen, so um yeah, five or more really, and they look very similar, like the amounts of fabric that are used look pretty much spot on um but I do think it's part to do the fact that there's more going on in the briefs, and also, yeah, like I say, I think men are less inclined to get rid of their underwear. They know women want to keep up with fashion, things like that. Um, also, women stain their underwear more because periods. I'm just going to pop that in there because I hate it when people skirt around the word period and they say things like, uh, 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 this, yes, periods. So because of periods, I think women's underwear is more likely to be stained permanently, therefore go in the bin uh, and, and new stuff be bought. Whereas men's boxers, unless you have a really bad day, <laughs> you're probably not going to cover them in stains and you can continue washing them and wearing them forever. Also, if what I've read on the internet today is anything to go by, you men are disgusting and you wear your boxes for absolute ages if no one's going to touch a pee, pee Um, So yeah, as we all know, the what causes most clothes and fabrics and materials to deteriorate is actually the washing as opposed to the wearing.
So going through the washing machine, hot water, detergent, etc. It's quite a lot for your clothes to go through. So if you're washing them less, they probably will last longer, which is gross, but economical at the same time. So um, when it comes to women's underwear, we tend to know what brands are good or what brands um, our friends are wearing and things like that. I think women on the whole maybe talk about things like that more. I think on the whole women just talk more. Um, So yeah, I could name you many brands of underwear that I don't even have that my friends wear or have recommended to me or whatever. And I don't know if that's quite the same for men. So let's take a look at the top 15 selling brands of underwear in the UK. 15th is Duloff Trading. Never heard of it. Oh gosh, their tagline is no sweat, no stink, no pinch. So apparently they're the 15th biggest seller in the UK. Never heard of them. Uh, next up is Efficio. Lightweight briefs and boxes keep you fresh. Um, you know, so these are brands, I must say, and I think a lot of men just get them from Tesco's and Sainsbury's. But yeah, these are the actual brands of underwear that are the biggest selling. 13th is American Eagle. I've definitely seen some of those boxes. 12th is Uniqlo. Now, a lot of men I know wear Uniqlo um, boxes, I think, because they're quite reasonable and they're fashionable. So 11th is Hanes. 10th is Bonds. Never heard of that. 9th is Hanro. Never heard of that. 8th is Bjork. Bjorg and Bjork, which I have heard of. Seventh is Dolce & Gabbana. They're very expensive, though. Sixth is Derek Rose. I don't think I've heard of that. Fifth is Ralph Lauren. Yeah, I know loads of people that have got polo boxer shorts and Ralph Lauren. I think as well, they make good gifts. When, you know, perhaps it's Christmas Eve, you're in TK Maxx, rushing around trying to get that nephew that's really hard to buy for a present. A box of boxer shorts. It looks smart. It's easy to wrap. You know they're going to wear them. So I think maybe when people are buying boxes as gifts or men's pants, I just call them all boxes. When people are buying men's pants as gifts, they think, mm, do they really care about the brand or should I just get the ones that look nice? And I think that's why they tend to be, yeah, they come in boxes and things like that. Yeah, they're always like a little extra present, aren't they? Apparently the fourth most popular brand for men's underwear in the UK is Diesel. Hugo Boss is third. Cool, these guys have got a lot of money, haven't they? Because I think the most popular boxer short from the men that I know is probably the one that comes in a three-pack from H&M. Uh, Emporio Armani is second, and first is Calvin Klein. Now, that I would agree with this, that Calvin Klein is the most favourited men's underwear brand, but I don't know if it's the most bought. You know, people want a normal wage or minimum to average wage. Can you be spending, like, £40 on a pair of boxer shorts? Seems a bit much, but... I suppose if you're going to wear them for uh, 20 years, then uh, you get your money's worth. Well, guys, thank you very much for joining me. I uh, don't pretend for any moment to be an expert in men's underwear, but it's been really interesting uh, looking it up and reading about it and seeing the different price. £95 for a pair of briefs? You guys are insane. Um, so, yeah, it's been fun because normally I spend so much of my time talking about all things to do with ladies. It was very, very nice to have a little look on the uh, the other side to bat for the other team, as it were. Keeping it brief. No more puns, I promise. I'm done now. Well, thank you so much for joining me because if you guys didn't listen, then I wouldn't be able to do these podcasts and that would make me very sad. So huge thanks for tuning in and uh, yeah, see you next month for another exciting topic full of puns, random tangents and lots of waffle. Have a great day, guys, and I'll see you soon. Bye.
for listening to us on Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast. Don't forget that we release a brand new episode every Wednesday for you all to enjoy. So if you love lingerie as much as we do, make sure to catch us same time, same place next week. Don't forget to visit the website lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use our promo code podcast to get a 10% discount off your membership today. So if you love lingerie as much as we do, make sure to catch us same time, same place next week. In fact, it's not just lingerie we love to talk about and review. We cover it all from the world of intimates. From lingerie to hosiery, swimwear to sleepwear, kink and bondage, and we even review sex toys. All in the best possible taste, of course. With over 7,000 published reviews online, we're the number one review site, and we're publishing more every day. And don't forget to visit the website lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use our promo code podcast to get a 10% discount off your membership today.